Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Power Forgiveness Podcast. My name is Dwayne Staten, and I want to thank you for tuning in for another episode. This podcast is meant to help those toward the path of forgiveness, for the ones who have been hurt, heartbroken, forever changed by something that was said or done to them, which changed their mindset, the course of their relationships, their future, and even their life in general. With this podcast, I speak about the lessons I've learned from forgiveness, and I give it to you, the audience. Hello, everyone. Since you've all been patient with me during my absence for the past two weeks, I have a gift for you. Not just one, but two. Yes, I said two episodes for this week. Today, I want to talk about me being a dad (laughs) and the wonderful things that has come with it. So to end the series of forgiveness and fatherhood, I wanted to talk about what I learned uh, being a dad for all of six months. <laughs> I want to say right now when my son was born, I'm not going to lie, I cried. I really did. It was a realization that from me speaking to him in his mother wo- mother's womb and seeing him jump at everything I said, or when I read to him or when I talked to him and to him just finally be here, it came all came out in all the emotions and I was overjoyed. You know, people ask, how, what's it like being a dad? And I said, I love it. And it's like, I knew I was going to love my son. I just didn't think I would love him like this. I didn't think I would love him like so, so much. And it's a beautiful thing. It really is. I'm not going to lie. I love my son, but he can be trying even at six months. <laughs> uh, I'll give you an example. When we first brought him home, uh, we were excited. Of course, we loved him. And then the war for sleep started. And when I say war for sleep, we would fight to eat, to stay awake just so he can go to sleep. And then when he did go to sleep, we got probably an hour, two hours, and then he'd be up crying again because he'd be hungry. Oh, my gosh. You know, I'm not going to lie. I, when people say you're not going to get sleep, I said, I heard it, but I didn't understand it until I went through it. And when I went through it, oh, my gosh, I said, I really wish y'all would have told me that this sleep was crazy. Now, I'm not going to lie. Not getting sleep. I'm not going to lie. I got mad. I got upset because it's like I'm used to getting eight, no, seven, eight or nine hours of sleep straight or solid. And when I didn't get it, I would get upset. Like, come on, man. Like, really? You got to wake up every two hours? And I I would get frustrated. I won't lie to you. And then he would, oh my gosh, this man wouldn't, this child wouldn't poop at his diapers. He exploded in his diapers. Like I would look at his diapers. I'm like, sir, you have reached a new record of how you explode in this diaper. And then when I opened his diaper to try and clean it, it's crazy. I said, how did all this come out of you? Which it doesn't make any sense. You're not even on solid foods yet. And yet all this came out. And for parents of boys, you, you know, the inevitable happened. As you're changing his diaper, he pees. <laughs> I laugh at it now, but back then, oh my gosh, I used to hate it. I would pray, say, God, please do not let him pee on me while I'm changing his diaper. And there are times, well, I'm going to say not, 
eight, I would say eight times out of 10, he wouldn't. But those two times, he either pee on me or pee on himself. And I'd be like, come on, man. Really? You got to pee on yourself again? Come on, man. Oh, my gosh. That would irk the daylights out of me. It really would. And honestly, I'm trying to figure out. Can you just tell your bladder just to hold itself until after I change you? I don't have a problem with that. Just please just don't pee on me again, please. (laughs) And another thing is when I would have on a fire outfit or if he would have a bomb outfit on and we want to take pictures, this man, he would throw up on himself he would spit up the milk that his mom gave him up or he would drool like dude come on like this outfit is fire your outfit is fire your mom looks spectacular now out of the three of us two of us now have to change and he would just look at me with that smile like i did it and i'd be like yeah you did it (laughs) oh my gosh and I'm noticing my son is also hangry. What I mean by that is when he gets hungry, he cries excessively until he gets food. And that it gets on my nerves because it's like, come on, man, like you're going to get food. Just wait. Be patient. It's not that bad. But he would just keep crying and crying and crying and crying and crying and crying. And then when we fed him, you'll be silent and be. Just the happy go lucky child he would be like, really, dude? And there are times where he would just cry or cry for no reason. I'd be like, dude, talk to me. Mind you, he's two months at the time. He doesn't know what's happening. I would just say, dude, help me help you. That's all I ask. Help me help you. <laughs> and now I'm going to say he, he reached six months. Thank God. When he was at five months, he could sleep. No problem. Now he's at six months. Naps are far in between. Feedings are far more in between. And he just cries. When he gets overtired, he just cries excessively. And even though now, it's just like, come on, man, please sleep. Please sleep. And he'll go to sleep eventually. And I know a lot of you are saying, man, your kid sounds bad. No. He's the most one of the most amazing amazing people I could ever have in my life. God bless me with him. God worked a lot on me being a dad. Now, in those things that irked me, he taught me forgiveness. When my son would, for example, cry excessively when he was hungry, God taught me patience. He taught me that in time he will learn and that it's okay for you to get angry. Just don't take it out on him because he doesn't know. I remember two verses that come to mind is be angry, but sin not. It's not a sin to be angry, even at your kids. It's a sin when you do something, if you do something in anger, strike them curse at them, ignore them. 
God blessed you with that child or children for a reason. It also brought together, brought to me that verse when Jesus went down the cross, said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Christ was thinking about me at that point. When I got angry with Tobias and I just wanted to say, dude, just shut up and be quiet, please. But God held me and said, but Jesus told God, please forgive, forgive Dwayne. He doesn't know what he's doing. I didn't. I remember one time specifically when Tobias exploded in his diaper and then peed on me. I got so upset. I wanted, I honestly wanted to say, you know, you're just going to have to sit in this poop and pee. You're just going to sit in it. And then God sat, really got to me and said, he has no control. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's not a over 30 year old adult. He's a child who's learning. And right then my heart broke because I said, how could I think this about my child, that he's an intelligent being who knows what to do, when to do, how to do it. And he's literally been on this earth for just a couple of months. Do you know how many adults have been on this earth for years and still don't know what they're doing? I'm one of them. Hello. <laughs> Someone who's listening is like, yep, that's me too. <laughs> and he got to me. How could I have all these high expectations of my son when I don't even meet them? The Bible even says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. If I fall short at 30 plus years of life, my son's definitely going to fall short of my expectations. And then there are times where I said he needs to communicate. How can he communicate? He can't even talk. Come on, Dwayne, do better. <laughs> it was then through those many, many multiple moments that God got to me, spoke the truth in me, and I had to forgive myself. I had to sit down. I had to, I got broken down. God broke me down and said, how could you, how could you expect this when he's that? And it broke my heart to do that. But in that brokenness, God got me and said, forgive yourself, get up and try again. First John 1 9, it says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. It also said in Proverbs that a righteous man may fall six times and rise seven. Or is it fall seven times and rise eight? Yeah, righteous man may fall seven times and rise eight. My apologies. The thing is, we all fall short. Now we just got to get up, try again. Dust yourself off and try again. <laughs> when it comes to the pain we cause in ourselves, or we'll say in that nature, we want to sit in it. We want to stand the hurt. We want to say, I don't deserve forgiveness, or I don't want to be forgiven. Or maybe we think, I want to be forgiven, but I just don't know how. Because that pain is, it feels so heavy. It feels so, 
burdening. The Bible says, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Jesus said that himself. Come to me, all who are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Christ wants you to release you from that burden of guilt, of anger, frustration, pain, whatever it is. And it's in that brokenness right there. In that brokenness is where he wants you to be so he could reach to you, so that you can reach out to him. He wants you out of that brokenness. It's in that brokenness you will find him. Now, there may be some people who think, I got to get myself together and then I'll give it to Jesus. Or I can get, I got in this brokenness, I can get out of this brokenness. Or I got to, or something. No. If you could get out of the brokenness, you would have. Yes, you got into the brokenness. But Christ has the loving power to get you out. I know there are people who say, I can't get out. It's hard. It's impossible. The Bible says for man it is impossible. But with, God, but with God, all things are possible. I had to sit in that brokenness and say, and I had to, I said, God, forgive me. And when he forgave me, I had the power to forgive myself. Was it easy? Absolutely not. Not going to lie, sometimes it still hurts to think that I thought that way. But the thing is, that's who I was in the past and what, how I am now, how God made me now. I'm glad he helped me through it. And sometimes past hurt does hurt a little bit. But you got to remember, I was there. Now I'm out of it. And there are times you're going to have to forgive yourself over and over again. Because again, we fall short. We all fail. I'm not perfect. I fail all the time. But it's the ability that God gave me to get up. His spirit in me that tells me to surge forward. And the spirit, his Holy Spirit in you to go forward. Being a dad is one of the best things that I could ever say. And God is teaching me so much through my son. Every smile, every laugh, every action he does, God is teaching me through him. And I love my son so much. I wouldn't take I wouldn't take it away for anything. I wouldn't give away my fatherhood for anything. I look at him when he smiles, I'm not going to lie. He sees me. I mean, I see I see me in him. <laughs> now my wife will say that he looks like her. I say he looks like me. It doesn't matter. But he looks like me. Um <laughs> um God has taught me so much through fatherhood. And for those who are dads now, we're not perfect. We do the best we can with what we have. And we have to, at times, forgive ourselves for the pain we've caused, whether it be to our kids or towards ourselves. We have to ask God to forgive us. And we have to move forward. Maybe there are times we have to ask our kids to forgive us, to say, hey, I was wrong. Hey, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. 
maybe there's more vulnerability. I'm not perfect. I'm just trying to be the best dad I can. Maybe it's a conversation to say, how can I be a better parent to you? Maybe it's asking God how you can be a better parent. Now, disclaimer. If you say to your kids, hey, how can I be a better parent? And they say, and for example, they say, can I not have any chores? Definitely give them chores. <laughs> That's just my personal opinion. But in all seriousness, there are times where you're going to have to ask God, how can I be a better parent? Come to your kids and say, how can I and probably say, how can this be better? As fathers, we set the tone. As fathers, we lead the household. They look to us. How we live shapes their worldview of how a dad should be. How we treat others shapes their worldview of how they treat others. How we treat ourselves is how our kids are going to see how they should treat themselves. We're leaders. And I'm asking you as dads to lead, lead with love. Lead with forgiveness. And lead with God. No, scratch that. Let God lead you. Follow his example, because he's the best father, period. The goal is to be like Christ. We need to follow him. So for all those who are dads, I love you. You don't know me, but I love you. Forgive yourself for the pain that you've caused and the wrong that you've done. Ask God for forgiveness. Ask God to help you to forgive yourself. Love on your kids. Teach your children. Pray with them. And remember, we're not perfect, but we're the best dads that we can be. And with God leading us, all things worked for our good. To those who love God, as those are the called the called according to his purposes. Remember that. I know that there are times where we don't have the strength to forgive those who have hurt us, to do what it takes in this episode, and more. We can only do these things with the power of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins to be forgiven in the past, present, and future. And he rose from the grave to give us eternal life a relationship with God himself, power over sin, and power of the enemy. If you want Jesus Christ in your life, just pray this. Dear Lord, thank you for dying for my sins and my wrongdoings in the past, present, and future. I confess and believe that you died on the cross for my sins, was buried, and rose again. I give my life to you, Lord. Please come to my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you pray that prayer, I want to say welcome to the family. This is the best decision you could ever make in your life. Now that you've made this decision, get in a good Bible teaching church who preaches the gospel and message of Jesus Christ. You can look on Google, social media, and ask family and friends for recommendations. Also, there may have been some things said in this episode that may have triggered some bad memories and bad feelings. 
If this is the case, please seek a licensed therapist to talk them out. You can go through your healthcare provider, Google, or ask family and friends who receive therapy for recommendations. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Power Forgiveness Podcast. If you like this podcast, please share this with other people. You never know what they're going through, and the episode you just listened to may help them. I also wanted to let you know the Power Forgiveness is on Instagram. That link is in the show notes. You can also leave me a voice message on Anchor. I would love to hear from you. Also, I need your help. I'm enrolled in a coaching program through my local college pursuing a certification in life coaching with the International Coach Federation. As part of the curriculum, I need to reach 100 hours in order to become certified. I'm hoping to connect with individuals who have an interest in being coached and move the needle in their life or needing help in forgiving those who have hurt them. Many people have an interest in moving from where they are to where they want to be, and coaching can be the key that unlocks that potential. I'm asking if you or anyone you know might benefit from coaching to please contact me. I would be happy to chat more about it and be grateful for the help it provides to further my qualification. Also, the first session is free. If you're interested and want to help, click on the link of my bio and schedule a session. I want you all to have an amazing week. And remember that forgiveness is not letting what that person or people said or did to you affect you, your spirit, your future, or where you're going in life. And that's not an excuse for or enabling someone's behavior, but not letting what that person or people did hold you back or keep you from being or grabbing all that God wants you to be or has for you. Have a good one.